2: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Network.
0: How personalized can a financial plan be when it's created by one of those robo-advisors?
2: This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's a fight in. It's a fight in. Clock. It's a fight in.
0: Hello
3: welcome to The Fighting Cock, episode 58, season 9. And um, yeah, we're back again because Spurs have played another game and, and that's what we do. That's what the podcast is, isn't it? It's Spurs play, we talk about it. Spurs play, we talk about it until we die. Um, on the line, joined by Rick. How you doing? Yeah, all good, mate. All good. Is your name Richard.
4: No, it's not, I, and I hate that. And the thing is, as well, right? Um, I've never, I've never said this to you before. Well, I have. I've told you loads of times that I hate it when you call me Richard. So you do it even more, right? But do you remember years ago, right, uh, when we were living in Crouch End, and I took your old computer, and, and you and you were uh, set the computer up for me. And uh, I'm not that computer savvy. Yeah. But in my hard drive and <laughs> everywhere but like <laughs> login details everything you called me richard the third and i could never get it off and every time i logged into my computer which was every day it was that david Brent off oh, for fuck's sake <laughs> every day i was just th- i just don't know why how
3: because uh, most people are not called ricky ricky's like a it's like a it's like a, a shortened version of richard isn't it or dick. no it's or, not but no no, no. Or R- dick. Ricky we can call you dick <laughs> no <laughs> uh we've got chris miller on the line windy to everyone else. hey
1: mate
3: yeah good good do you know windy do you regret do you regret the name windy
1: now yes. like now that you're serious football yes. go on what thrice yes yeah no seriously um it, <laughs> yes, it's, been, seriously, it's been my yes. nickname it's been my nickname since youth so uh it's stuck with me a while but um, I appreciate now, as a 36-year-old man, that it was a very poor choice of, of Twitter at.
3: Yeah. Rick, we're, we're joined by a blue ticker right now.
4: Yeah, I know. Verified up in his house. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <What>? um, <laughs> Adding
1: I, I, some credibility to this podcast.
3: Yeah. I, I, <laughs> Finally. I think I'm at the position now where I need a blue tick. Only because, only yeah. I, I don't know, I just want it. What
1: Harder to get now, isn't it?
4: Yeah, well, they, uh, I think that I think they've stopped they they've stopped the application process because you could apply to be verified and you can't
3: do that anymore, as far as I'm aware. Wendy, when you got it, did you go to Twitter and go, please please? Yeah. <laughs> please can I have blue tick? Please. What was it? Was it is it did you do it because you thought it would give you it would help, help you along. People see a blue tick, they they follow.
1: I think so. I can't actually remember my mindset when I did it to be honest. Uh, it was quite a long time ago. I I can't think of the logic. Uh, I and it probably has helped. To be fair, no, it's definitely oh helped.
4: massively,
3: definitely yeah, helped. massively. Don't like him giving himself loads of credit. Probably probably more my content that that's helped along rather than the blue tick. But you know, it might have helped. Um, we, before we go into Spurs and uh, the mighty Spurs, the mighty Spurs that have beaten Champions League placed Leicester free Not just beating them, slapped him up. We put a finger right up their bum. <laughs> right up their bum right and then not only put it in there we've pulled it out and put it in pulled it out and put it in a little bit as well for about i'd say four minutes of, of just nice just slow fingering of, of Lester's ass um, and
1: then and then wafted it under brendan Rogers' nose yeah oh, if,
3: there, if there are any brands out there that want to sponsor this um then, then just tweet me uh yeah
1: Who, and, what are we looking for and your soul yeah that'd two, Preparation Eight. eight?
3: Yeah, yeah. Any, anyone, anyone. Look, look. If you if you want to give us money, I I won't talk about. I won't use the analogy of fingering a, a, a man's ass as a way of describing a, a great victory over one of our um, most recent rivals. If you consider the running, anyway. Um, I don't know where I'm going with that. So, if um, what was my question? My my question was um, actually no. The thing I wanted to talk about before Leicester uh, is is our lovely new podcast, Windy.
1: Oh mate, I feel awkward talking about it with Ricky here. Well, well,
3: cause, Why? Because Ricky can just like he's, he's like the third wheel in, isn't he? Really?
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, the, the thing is, he's you've been you've been his best friend all these years, and now you're not anymore. It's going to really hurt him. <laughs> it's going to really upset him. I don't want to make right. Ricky sad. Mate, uh,
4: I was I was I was about to hang up then, so don't. don't
3: <laughs> but, is there an element of jealousy in the, the the fact that me and Wendy are doing an already massively successful podcast? In 15 minutes, and so that's not a joke. People are listening to this podcast.
4: No, not at all, man. Like, when, when people are uh successful that I love, um, and that uh, I have a good relationship with, I'm like, uh, I'm really happy for them. But when it's the bastards of the world mm-hmm. and they are gloating, then I think, why me? Why, like, why, why is this happening? And I've listened to uh, to each one And um, it, I, I don't want this To to sound um, Like I'm blown Smoke it, up your asses it. And stuff like that Say it But it's It's really Good to hear um, People talking about Things that That I re- that really re- I really relate to But I'm Quite often I won't talk about it Because I'm a guy And And it's like The stuff about uh, Finance Relationship like th- Those different things That It's good to hear Both of your perspectives and to hear like you know both sides of the coin, and that you you both go through the same emotions that I do, but no one really talks about that shit. So it's, it, it, it was uh, it's really great. So yeah. I don't give a shit what anyone says.
3: Nice. No, I mean no one's saying anything. Everyone's been really positive so far. So uh, yeah, it's really good. But yeah, it's, it's fifteen minutes is a uh, a series of podcasts that last, you guessed it, fifteen minutes long. So if you need something to listen to when you're on the bus or when you're having a shower. Um, you know what? Whatever it might be, if you just want to fill fifteen minutes, then this is a good way to do it. And the glorious thing about it, right? Ad revenue four four times ad revenue for, like, the, than you get for a one hour podcast.
1: It's genius! Four,
3: oh my god, really? quarter to work, four
1: times the ad revenue, Windy.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> that, that's why you're in big business, mate.
3: Yeah, mate. Yeah, it's like fucking let's 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 find a way of exploiting and like, dragging out every penny we can from our listeners. <laughs> <laughs> every penny, every penny. We want it all. Anyway, uh, you know, you know, you know what else? Who wants it all? Jose Mourinho. Um, he doesn't care how we play. We don't. I mean, I, I, I no longer care how we play. Three, <laughs> three four weeks ago, I was saying get rid of him, get Potch back. Now I'm saying just let him play, let let him do what he's got to do. Because a three nil win over Leicester. I know they're, they're shaky and they've got injuries, but a three nil win's a three nil win. Wendy, you're.
1: You you absolutely loathe Jose Mourinho, I know that. Where are you at currently? <laughs> I don't I don't absolutely loathe him. I don't like the man. And I my preference preference would be that he's not our manager. But he is our manager and people don't want to hear me say that I don't want him to be our manager, so I'm not gonna do that anymore. I'm just gonna enjoy what I can. And that starts with beating Arsenal and now beating Leicester. I, I, you know, we can't complain a three nil win, can you? It's three nil, three nil. I think I think Nathan on the extra inch probably found a way, did he? Or <laughs> well, to complain about it? Yeah. Uh, no, he was he was relatively he was relatively happy to be honest. He was a bit more upbeat this week. I think we're both kind of like he's around now for a couple of years, isn't he? And he'll probably do quite well. So we've just got to try and enjoy what we can from it.
3: The problem is the thing is with um, Nathan and you, right? And uh, th- th- so if those that don't, I'm sure you do. Uh, Windy, Nathan, and Barty have their their own podcast, The Extra Inch, which is fantastic. And um, yeah, it used to be a part of Fighting Cock, but um, some sort of skullduggery and clandestine activities <laughs> happened, and, and I lost control of it. And um, and Windy and Nathan ran away into the sun. But they 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 both know football. They really know football. They they love the game. They geek out on the game, uh, and, and they really I think they get things from uh, you get things from the great game, Windy, that. But I don't like I like having a beer in the pub with my mates. You like looking at XG from four years ago. That's that's the difference in 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 the way we approach the game. And it's fine. Both things are fine.
1: Listen, (laughs) I I listened to you (laughs) earlier on talking to David Alfie Ward on five statements and you were analyzing the game in granular detail. And I was I was like, this is this man's grown. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: I heard that as well. Yeah. So you can shut your mouth. Was I good? Yeah, you knew your stuff, mate. It was very good. Well, bring me on your podcast. You haven't invited me once. Prove You've it. Come on. You
1: literally came on and interviewed you.
3: Yeah, that was about, that was different. That was not talking about football. <laughs> and, and I, look, I understand tactics. I just can't be bothered. The, uh, the, um, no, no, but seriously, you're, you guys look at the game and I think you get, get you enjoy aspects of it that I, I just, I, I'm not really that into. And I think part of your frustrations from. Mourinho are probably well well founded, especially after results like the the Bournemouth one and and the drab one nil win against Everton. But it's it's much easier to kind of ignore the frouties or, or no, or ignore the the frustration frustrating aspects of of Mourinho's game. Where when we do win three nil, it's like it's hard to it's hard to kind mm-hmm. of pick pick that apart. But mm-hmm. if you if you could, what what were the positives, Windy? Uh, and what do you think the negatives were of that 3-0 win against, at the time, was it third, fourth place, Leicester?
1: Yeah, the, the positives, the main positive is Harry Kane. Um, I've not seen Harry Kane look this fit for two years, two and a half years, maybe three years. I don't know. He he looks like a different beast. He was absolutely brilliant. The second goal was really quite special. Um, he, he made Ryan Bennett look even worse than he is and he's quite bad uh and he bent like the most perfect corner into the 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 side of the net Mm. um reminiscent i would say of that goal against arsenal not not quite the same angle but a similar kind of similar thing he was trying to do but he was brilliant in his general play as well he's like he's he's dropping deep and linking play and then actually making it into the box whereas over the last two years he was dropping deep and playmaking but then ending up somewhere between the halfway line in the box, and he wasn't able to get in there to finish off chances. So being able to see him do that is, yeah, it's really exciting. It's really exciting to see him back. I, I thought that was the, the key highlight was Harry Kane's performance. And in terms of negatives, I mean, the second half wasn't great. Um, I, I can see the purpose of it. It's conserving energy. It's making sure you keep a clean sheet. It's, it's both of those things to to an absolute extreme level um, and I would say also that the, the use of substitutes continues to frustrate me because I think we've got some really promising, exciting young players on the bench who we just need to see get some minutes and we've not done that since the restart and that's frustrated me But
3: all right,
0: Around yeah. around
1: the table here we're not talking about Oliver Skip when you say that, alright? Sessignon, <laughs> S- yes. Skip and yeah. Dombele before now Okay. Yeah,
3: Look, it, to, to me, that sounds like you've just you, you've said uh, oh, the positives are Harry Kane had a brilliant game and won it for us, and the, the negatives <laughs> are what Mourinho did.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Look, no, no. he, he 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 knows what he's doing. He's not an idiot. He knows how to manipulate a game to get what he needs out of it, and that is a, a win. He he played it perfectly on the counter, soaked up Leicester's pressure, and then we had Son and Kane and Lucas who were able to to benefit from that counter attack and play and it that's perfect in those games
3: Rick what did you think uh, of Kane's performance just just how what good was that and how did it rank up against the previous uh, impressive performance that he's well the the, the numerous impressive performances that he's done for us before his injury like if you had to rank that performance up against a certain era of Harry Kane's time at Tottenham would it be that 2016 season when he scored 35 plus goals or was it that good, that performance?
4: I, I thought it was very good. And I, I thought it was like a real uh, return to himself. I mean, comparing it against that whole season, he was just insane that season. And I think after the performance against Leicester was was really good, really positive. But go, harking back to that, um, I think he's going to need a few more games um, and performances like that to say like he, he's back at that level but he's certainly on the right uh trajectory and we like it was a couple of games ago where we were saying you know we've all been saying that he he maybe doesn't look a bit fit he looks like he's got maybe got a bit of puppy fat he isn't as sharp and stuff like that barty just uh, kept d- calling
3: him a fat cunt
4: well uh, that's not surprising from Bardi. disgusting that shame yeah exactly but um that there were even suggestions that maybe he wasn't going to get back to his best from that injury. Um, and, uh, you know, I'll hold my hands up from, from, uh, from the beginning when we said about, um, Harry Kane is not going to make it at Tottenham. Um, you know, we got that wrong.
0: Uh, when,
4: massively, when we, because you said it and I agreed with you. Right. Um, that, that's why, um, but then I don't think um, there's been a part where I've, where I've ever doubted his ability and him coming back uh, from injury or anything like that. I knew he was going to come back because he is the chosen one for Tottenham, I'm telling you. We are never going to see a player like Harry Kane and come for our youth team and, and, and climb to the top like he has um, ever in our life.
3: Do you think that we'll ever see a striker at Spurs... In our own lives, lifetime, lifetimes as good as him, will we ever? No, see, like, we, no, no the way. Wendy, what, what do you think?
1: Uh, I think he's our best player of all time. Oh wow! I mean, I, I mean, yeah. I mean, I really, honestly believe that to be the case. I mean, we've had so many brilliant players over the years, and it's really difficult to compare eras because things were so different. And you know, lots of people consider Glenn Hoddle to be our greatest. Uh, I think what Kane is doing is insane. When, like when Ricky's right, when Kane was at his best, he was the third best player in the world. Uh, he could get back to that point. He, he he really could get back to that point if he carries on this trajectory. But even if he doesn't, he's top ten in the world. He's he's fantastic, um, and he's going to break all the goal scoring records. And did you think he, did you think he could beat Shearer's record? Uh, if he stays injury free, I do. Yeah. Wait,
3: wait, what, what was what was Shira? It was two. No, is that no? What was it? Three. What? How many goals did he score in Premier League Shira? Do you remember?
1: Let's let's find out real quick. Yeah, let's do that.
3: Uh, this. I mean, well, this what is I want to say is as well. Two sixty. Two sixty. Oh mate, all day, no problem. How many? Can, what's Kane on? <laughs> Making this look video Wendy. Come on. What was so, he on? Sorry yeah 138 138 260 um, yeah no problem no problem yeah 27 yeah he's going to score goals into 34 35 at Easy. Tot- at tottenham i don't think i i i don't think i don't i mean yeah he, he, could, he could do it. I mean, at least we are talking we are witnessing all of us are witnessing as you say and, and it's it's hard to kind of soak that in because we've been We've been a club since 1882, and I know you can't go too far back because who knows what the football was like there? It was probably fucking awful. But you know, back in the day, you know, football was what it was. But we uh, we, we are probably witnessing our best ever player. I would love to I'd love to people to let us know on Twitter like who they think our best ever player is. Like, like people going back look back at rose, with rose tinted glasses and they people talk about Gascoigne and Hoddle and and Bale, but like just on just on numbers and, and consistency and just staying with us for the length of, you know, he's been here his entire career. It's um...
1: it's the effect he has on others as well, isn't it? It's the mentality, the personality. He's, he's so clean cut, never puts a foot wrong. He seems like a really genuinely decent human being. He's our captain at times. It's just, he's perfection.
4: And The thing is, yeah, the, like with his uh, his overall game. Like when you when you have uh, uh, star strikers, it, it'll be someone that plays off the shoulder and they're really quick and small and nipping and they'll get in there and they're great at finishing. But he like left foot, right foot, headers, drops deep. His passing is incredible. They, he's got it all. Like I, I just I love him. I love him so much.
3: Yeah, yeah. It's um, and, and he could stay. Like it's it's, it's feasible. I, I can't. Because of his personality, it's hard to see, and all footballers, you know, you can't trust any of them. Oh, like, you wouldn't trust Harry Kane with your wife if you were away on holiday and he was coming. Home. <laughs> like, you, you can't trust any of them, right? You can't. But, but when he, it doesn't sound like he would ever. Would he? Could, could we conceive of a, a world where he leaves Tottenham? Like, what do you think, Wendy? <sighs>
1: uh. I think he could leave if things got significantly worse. Of course. Like, if, we're, if we fail to qualify for the Champions League two seasons in a row, he probably would leave. Uh, I don't think Levy's going to let that happen. I don't think Levy's going to let us well, fail to qualify twice in a row.
3: Well, Mourinho at the helm, I don't think that that, that will happen. Like, so, you know, if we remove the bad performances and just look at the points amassed, throughout his tendership at Tottenham, at, at, at then there, there is... It, I mean, if this is reflective of what we're going to get under Mourinho's stewardship, then a top-four finish probably won't be a, tr- a problem. It'd be building on this to push for, for a league title challenge, I think. And, and I say that because um, if you look at the points, forget Kane's injury, if you just look at the points that we've amassed since we've had Son in the side, which was up until Aston Villa... Where things were kind of really going well, and then we had four or five games when he was out. Then the coronavirus hit, and then our form from from that point onwards, when the, the game was returned, I think we're only second. I, I tried to look it up, and I, I might have budged it up, but I think we're second in terms of the amount of um, uh, points amassed when Son has been in the cane and that, uh, been in the team, and that's not even thinking about Kane. So if we can carry it on to next season, add a few players, I admit, who knows? <laughs> Give us a league title, mate. Give us well, a league a title. John O'Wheatley on Twitter, he says, "How many points will we win the league title by next year?" <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, is there any world where we we could challenge for the league, Rick?
4: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, well, under Potch, there was a time where we, we you know, we came close. Um, I, like in my heart of hearts, did I actually think we were we, we were going to do it? And uh, uh, I don't think. As a Tottenham fan, you just you, you just have that kind of you just resign to not, to not, never crossing the line, and we got so close. But with with Jose and the way that he plays, um, that winning mentality, he he knows how to win. He knows his game management. He 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 knows what he's doing, and he's been there, done there, like a million times. And this could be the time that if we get the right players in. Uh, get the right coaching staff in as well that he wants in, you know, it, it could be the time. And I, d- I don't think we're, um, it's as much as it used to be laughing to say Tottenham for the league. Uh, I don't think it's that much of a laughing matter anymore. I, you know, I, r- I really do think that um, we can build on what what Potch has already put, laid, laid the foundations for.
3: Uh, Wendy, I don't want you to respond to this. I'm just going to say something to you do you think you are? Size <laughs> of Jose Mourinho, twenty-two major titles. Who do you think you are? That's all I want to say to you. That's rhetorical. Don't answer. Right.
1: <laughs> two assists. Where's his blue tick?
3: <laughs> I, I don't know if he is he even on Twitter. I don't know. Uh, two assists from Lucas Moura. Um, how do you feel about his Lucas? Uh, Lucas, his recent form. Um, Lucas Moura is a player. Who's polarizing, but not for, not for like I think everyone acknowledges his effort and his willingness to 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 to, to do hard work and he, and he's and he's a, he's his attempt to manipulate the game and, and have an influence. I don't think anyone in, that that's not in question, right? No one questions his attitude at all, but I think they do question his quality and where and where we're going if if a player like Lucas Mora is a starter for us. But I thought it was really great against Leicester. He did stuff off the ball that was really useful, especially when we were under the cosh at certain times. And obviously he got one assist. It says in the running order, T put two assists. He got one assist. The second one on the books counts, but it doesn't really count because Harry Kane did everything right. Wendy, what do you think of Lucas Moura right now?
1: Uh, He's definitely hugely stepped up in the last few games. He was really, really disappointing before that for most of the season. But since, I mean, he was brilliant against Arsenal playing on the left. That's the best I've seen Lucas play uh, since the Ajax match. And he's been fine since. Like I would say against Leicester, he did some very good things. He did some less good things uh but as long as he's doing very good things that's better than he was previously so i'm happy to see him continue to improve and if he keeps doing that there's a place for him at spurs
3: Ricky we, human song cl- uh, cleaned up at the player awards i think he won every award um yep. everyone that we had he he cleaned it up and you know what i liked about it there were old fashioned awards they were old wooden shields the like, shields yeah yeah i love yeah, that they looked really shit like, and that, and that's what i liked <laughs> about it they weren't like little trophies they looked horrible like he's looking at them going they, they looked like it looked like they were like like um, trophies given out for most improved player <laughs> at a dance uh, a darts, darts club in Dagenham. <laughs> that level.
4: Do, do you reckon he was uh, on, he, when he got home he was uh, on on Zoom to his family and, and they said that, that you know you won the award can we have a look and he was just so embarrassed about them. he made his own award up.
3: No, he he, he just he he put him in a bin liner and on the way out just dropped him in the bin. <laughs> <laughs> that's what he did uh, but 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 has uh, mostly notable I think for for the um, the period where Kane was out of the team and he had to lead the line and yeah uh, and, and did so with a aplomb and, and and not forgetting been breaking his arm in like the sixth minute against Aston Villa and then playing the, the rest of the game and scoring a winning goal which was, oh
4: that was brilliant I could never well. get
3: my head around that like did he break his arm if he'd actually broken his arm no human being could do that
4: I think it was like it was it like a weird hairline fracture or some shit
3: like that. Yeah. Hairline fractures are not really a break. Don't really count, I don't think. Oh uh, okay. Anyway, still uh you know he he's he's stepped up. He has been good. Frustrating at times can be, but you know he Humminson is um is a key player for Tottenham and He yeah. uh,
1: he won an award on his national service as well, didn't he?
3: Wasn't he the, the fastest player, the fastest runner there, or something? Something like that. He ran, but he's, he's cool. doing
1: he's doing well for awards. Yeah, bless lo- him.
3: Yeah, he loves he, lo- he loves them. He absolutely loves him. What, what what's your opinions about him, Rick? Like in in in, in terms of he's um, of how he stepped up this season, how important he's become.
4: I think like before when when we've had um,
3: I I don't, I don't want to um,
4: be that guy that's like harping on about potch and stuff like that. But when we've had uh, Kane out before in previous seasons, uh, it's been down to Ericsson, Deli, and Son to step up um, and and help out in goal scoring and creating. And I think from his experience in that time um, and everyone looking to him and he's more of there, because he's been there a while now, that... He is more one of the senior players, and uh, he, hes uh, he you wouldn't call him a, a more of a vocal. He's not a, a vocal leader, but I think he leads by example uh, in the attacking sense. That he'll always go and have a go and try and take players on. He scores some great goals as well, and yeah, I, I think it was bit. He was, it was brilliant really. And uh, like you're saying, sometimes you know, uh, uh, with all players, they, they come in and out of. Um, uh, I was going to say fitness then but that's not the word I'm looking for but the um, form form, that's it thank you um, and it is it's kind of annoying when you are looking to, for, for Son to to get that goal to create something but then sometimes when, when he's in form and other players aren't it's you kind of you, your focal point is I like it, it, it's Sonny's fault where he's been, but he hasn't been playing well. But uh, normally it's a it's, it's a team effort in that sense, and it has, it is frustrating at times. But um, you kind of you can't just pin it all on poor Sonny. I
3: mean, and if if you're, yeah, I mean, if you're getting frustrated with Son, then I'm not sure what you watch football for. Like, what where, <laughs> what enjoyment do you get out of it? Where if 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 someone like Son is consistently delivered. You know, figures, numbers, assists throughout his time at Tottenham, and, and excitingness, and and lighted up the, the the Premier League at times with that goal against Burnley. You know, probably won't see a goal like that for the rest of our lives. Certainly at, at Tottenham, for, for, to get to, to not allow him those moments where he tries stuff and it doesn't come off is, is, is foolhardy, in my opinion. But Jan Vertonghen um, didn't come on, and that would have been his last ever home game for the club, and it, it's a bit of a shame that you think, Windy, that. That the that his send off from Tottenham should have been magnificent. It should have been heralded and we should have been able to sing his name from the stadium and we can't because of the the, the you know, the coronavirus and whatnot. That the a servant to the football club doesn't get the send-off that he deserves. You know, he hopefully he, he, he gets some minutes, even if it's the last ten, eight minutes or whatever it is against Swiftfield Palace, if if the game's done and dusted either way, that he gets some last minutes to to say goodbye. And so we have the images on the screen to kind of capture his 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 um his influence over over the team and what he's done at the club. What 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 are your in case we don't and I don't get to talk to you before. What what are your your opinions on Jan Vertonghen and what he's done for the football club?
1: So he he's brilliant, absolutely brilliant. I think Vertonghen and Out is the best centre back pairing we've had in my lifetime. And I can't see us having a better centre-back pairing anytime soon. Like those two at their peak is just perfection. Um, I've been a bit up and down with Vitongan over the years. I think, I, I think back in the day he was a little bit overrated because he was such a good footballer, um, as in really good, really competent on the ball. That I felt like sometimes his defensive mistakes kind of smoothed over a little bit uh but as he's got older he's got better defensively until these sort of last 18 months where his legs his body just failed him a little bit and he's not quick on the turn and he struggles but when he was at his best he was just lovely to watch i mean i remember the at his peak striding out of the fence with the ball um into midfield, he he always wanted to look for a goal, didn't he? he? His thing was like he would charge forward and take a shot, and it would go narrowly wide. Well, he,
3: he he didn't. He, he, when we signed him, he had scored like ten, I think he scored twelve goals from centre back for Ajax.
1: I remember. Yeah, it doesn't him... surprise me. It doesn't surprise me at all because he's he's a very clean striker of the ball, and he's got those attacking instincts. He he wants to get involved with the attacking play. Um, yeah, really, really lovely player over the years. He had like this kind of slightly aloof um, way about him. I think he's just incredibly dry. I think he's just one of those people that it's quite hard to warm to initially. But the longer we spend time watching him, the more we we come to appreciate him as a person. And when you see him interviewed now, he just seems like such a a great guy. Uh, And he's going to be hugely missed, hugely missed.
3: Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, I, I think we're gonna we're gonna do a, a, a big segment on the on the season, uh, the um, the episode after it all ends. But yeah, I mean, it was it was good to hear your thoughts because he, he's, it's, you know, just just before we move on, there was that one moment where uh, where we played Ajax in in the Champions League home game, and it was running along the lines, and obviously he has huge ties with Ajax, and as it was running along the line, he patted the Spurs badge. It's like my my allegiance is with you. If there is ever any question, my allegiance is with, with with Tottenham. And he didn't have to do that because that could have angered some of Ajax fans. But he patted the Spurs badge, that went along, and and for that, I had massive massive time for him, even if his legs were shot to bits by them. Um, okay, so there is this weird situation currently, isn't there? With um, with Arsenal and, and and they're in the the, the FA Cup final. If they having the seasons that they've had with Emery and, and to coming to the side, if they somehow win an FA Cup when we haven't been able to do it since 1991, <laughs> with, with all the planning, with all the spending, with Gareth Bale Berbatov, Modric, Leddy King, Kane, all that time, we've never got close to winning it. If they managed to win this for the third time in the last seven or eight years, I don't know why. I, 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 surely we are cursed. But anyway, if they do, then um, then... then finishing seventh wouldn't be any good to us actually there's a there's a
1: couple of numerations isn't there windy how yeah it's if we finish uh seventh and Ars and arsenal win the fa cup then we wouldn't make the europa league and i think t said earlier which i hadn't realized that if arsenal win the fa cup and wolves win the europa league and we finish seventh we don't make it is that right
4: Sixth, Somebody, six Something something like that.
1: Sixth. Which I hadn't realised. I I didn't know that the Europa League had an impact. Like winning the Europa League had an impact on Europa League places. I thought it'd be an additional place, but that's what T said. And I trust T with most things.
3: Yeah, in terms of this sort of stuff, T T absolutely loves it. Um how, how do you think that Mourinho will manage the squad um if we are in the in Europa League next season? Like how, how seriously do you think you'd take it, Rick? Um, you know, how, how important would it be for him to, to get Tottenham that European title, our first one since 1984. What what, what, what would you hope that he, he not only prior prioritizes that, but manages the games in the Premier League in order that we we have our best opportunity in that competition?
4: Yeah, I mean, but in but in both uh, whether you're playing uh, Champions League or Europa League, and and uh, contending for the Premier League, and FA Cup, and League Cup. It's all like it's it's very hard going, um and he'll put his eggs in a couple of baskets for sure. But um it, you know, he, he won the Europa League with United, didn't he?
1: He did, he did.
4: It's I mean it's and the thing is as well, like back when back back, back when I was a kid, uh and it was called the UEFA Cup um, it was a trophy that we, you know, that that we all loved, and now it's because it's called the Europa League. It's, you know, been seen as a, a bit of the, the, you know, the Mickey Mouse of uh, the European Cups. But we, like Tottenham, we made our name on that cup. Like we won it twice, um, and I would absolutely love it if Tottenham, Tottenham, won it again. And I think as well for Mourinho, and and from uh, from from. Uh, other managers, well, there's a good chance to to, to blood youth and uh, or, or players returning from fitness and stuff like that. Um, so, so there is the plus plus there for that. Uh, um, I'm sure Windy will uh, will enjoy that that side of it as
1: well. But well, I was going to say, like you said, that Spurs made their name winning the UEFA Cup. Who who made their name for Spurs in the Europa League? Harry Kane.
4: Well, yeah, there you go. There you go.
1: He probably wouldn't be playing for us now if we hadn't been in the Europa League that season.
3: What, you mean his career would have...
1: um it might have played a different
3: He'd end up round the back of Tesco's, uh, on his knees, noshing off men for <laughs> 10, 10 B&H. Is that is that where his career was going if we hadn't played in the Europa
1: League? Yes, that's exactly what I meant, yeah.
3: Speaking <laughs> of the young players, Windy, um, we signed... This fifteen-year-old kid from Wigan. What's his name? Alfie Devine. Alfie Devine. What a name! It's a proper footballer name, isn't it? Yeah, I can't wait for him to never play for Spurs. <laughs> what, 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 what do you What do you know about him? Seriously, though, what, uh, as as a person who um, uh, understands you football, um, uh,
1: I I know very little about him, other than the fact that he's an England under sixteen player. That age group is very very good. So to be uh, as a midfielder in that group, you're doing something right. Uh, he came on for Wigan against us in the Youth Cup this year. Uh, he was 15. Obviously, that's an under-18 competition, so he's playing above his age groups. He's played under 23 minutes for Wigan as a 15-year-old, which is quite insane. Uh, and he's very highly rated. So... Well, how, how,
3: how rare is that for, for a 15-year-old to play, play under-23 football? Sounds it sounds is, rare, but Yeah,
1: it's it's unusual. It's unusual. I mean when there were in the under twenty ones we had a, i think we've had two or three players maybe that have played as under sixteen players. Uh but it is rare. It is pretty rare for a player that young to get minutes.
3: What do you know about his playing style?
1: Just that he's a a technical midfielder who is also uh the word was assertive someone described him to me so he can put a foot in as well basically but yeah like uh, england are producing absolutely loads of really technical players so it doesn't surprise me that we've created another technical uh, midfielder and if we've spent five hundred thousand pounds on him which is what the reported fee is then we must really like what we see
3: it's amazing isn't it the amount of quality young players that england are producing at the moment like it's it, this hasn't happened for a, for a long, long time, and I know it kind of stems. I think it stems from the start of this England DNA philosophy. Yes, where where we get well, what, what is that about? You could explain it better than
1: me. Well, Gareth Southgate helped to implement it, and that's that's kind of why I love Gareth Southgate being England manager as well, because he's like finishing off some of his own good work.
3: What what is it? What's the England DNA? Because that's an actual phrase. That's a phrase that the FA use.
1: Yeah, so it it's it was investment into uh, grassroots, and uh, it was to do with the um, restructuring of the academy tiers. Uh, it's it's kind it's kind of complex, technical stuff in terms of the where the money's being spent, basically. But it meant that the best players were at the clubs with the best coaches and the best investment, um, which is you know a good thing.
3: Yeah, and, and, and you say that, but we bought a player from Wigan. <laughs> That's true, that which, is true. Which is proper Spursy. <laughs> all, all these technical <laughs> players, all of them at the best, best clubs, under the best coaches, and we've gone to c- cash-strapped Wigan <laughs> for our players. Anyway, uh, Jose Mourinho uh, uh, on his uh, season at Spursy says, I can compare it to my time at Porto. When I got Porto in January, the, the half of the season was tough. But crucial in preparing for the next one, that's what I'm doing now: accumulating knowledge to prepare for what's next. I know we've talked a little bit about Mourinho's style, but do you, do you buy into that, Ricky? About what 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 can happen next? If if now what we're doing is needs must, it, it, can the next part be something better than what we're experiencing currently?
4: Oh yeah, definitely. I think players like uh, sorry, managers like Mourinho. They're always thinking ten steps ahead, and he's already looking to next season. And I think he's got enough experience on uh, and, and his uh, his coaching staff as well of being able to analyse the team that they're playing and train for it um, and uh, and get that and just to to win the game no, no matter what. And I think while he's doing that and while he's still sussing out formations and still uh, trialling players in, in different positions and stuff like that. I think he's already got next season the, the blueprint for next season, who who he wants in uh, the type of person who he wants in uh, and uh, even to, down to his coaching staff as well. Um, and I think if you were, if you were like a kind of a manager where it was just um, not play it by ear, but it's just like taking one game at a time and only looking to this season and no talk of next season or the season after that, then uh, you kind of you 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 can't you don't really have a strategy. It's just you're flying by the seat seat of your pants and see what's what's happening at the moment. And I think he uh, he already knows exactly what he's going to do next season. And I think you know we've got one game left. I think he's already made his mind up how we're going to play or, or what he thinks we're going to play uh, and the type of players that we're going to need and who's going to who's going to be around for like our utility guys that that can play different positions and stuff. So it does. Like hearing him speak like that, it does. Uh, it does excite me. I, I'm looking forward to next season to, to get some proper crack at the whip.
3: Wendy, did you hear uh, Mourinho's comments after the game yesterday? When he was talk- well, he was asked a question about Harry Kane, um, uh, and he, he's saying is, is he among the best uh, centre forwards that he's had to, to manage? And bearing in mind that he's managed uh, Ibrahimovic, we had Benzema. At and Ronaldo at Real Madrid, when when he's talking about Harry Kane and he's saying that while Harry Kane is different to those players, he's second to none of them. That there is a, a certain level of man management there that he's 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 harnessing a, a player's talent that is supreme and doing incredible uh, work with it. That what, what what did you make of those comments and how he's how he's currently managing Harry Kane? And, and you saw their embrace at the end of the game where they gave each other a high five and it weren't excessive it was just like yeah we've got our job done what what, what do you think about his man, and man, man, man management skills and what he's going to do potentially next season
1: he needs to keep Harry Kane on side as much as possible I mean he is one of the most important players on the pitch and in the dressing room that Mourinho has ever managed um, the thing is with Mourinho he is a very assertive manager a very authoritarian manager. And so he needs to keep key players on side because if they're not on side, they're going to leave. You know, the, the way you only have to look at his track record at some previous clubs with some big players that left or who were on the verge of leaving uh, to, to realize that it's, it's kind of my way or the highway type thing. And he appreciates that he hasn't got huge amounts of money to spend at Spurs. So he's got to get the most out of the, the best players we've got, and they are the likes of Son and Kane. And if he can talk Kane up like that, then that is all right by me, because we need Harry Kane to be as good as he, he says he is. Um, I was going to say, the only thing that concerns me a little bit is the the way he's he's... Kind of. If, conversely, uh, look at the way he's treated in so far. Who is another player that we spent a huge amount of money on? He's, you know, financially is one of our greatest assets. It does worry me that he's going the opposite way. But um, you know, so be it. You know, if if we're going to go all in on Jose, Jose, I keep saying Jose, it's Jose. Uh, if we're going to go all in, then we have to trust him and we have to let him do what he wants to do. And if that involves selling in Donbale, then um, I guess so be it. It
0: will be I
1: same quit.
4: I swear, um, Jose. Um, sorry, you, it's Jose. You just said. Yeah, that. yeah. Right. <laughs> it's infectious, isn't it? Um, I I swear he said something else yesterday um, about Kane. That saying Kane was uh, Kane is a special player, um, and he'll be a special player any anywhere that he chooses to go. But he'll always be a, a like a special special player at Tottenham, and like it's the subtle kind of. Um, the way he was saying it as to say like Kane can go to city, but he'll never be as loved as he is loved at Tottenham, you know, coming through the youth ranks and stuff like that. And it's almost that kind of um, thinly veiled, you know, the opportunity is there for you to go to Real Madrid or Barcelona or whatever, but you'll never have it as good as you will when you, when you're at Tottenham. So think about, think about the choice that you make coming up this summer, kind of almost like that. But, um, I quite like that, as to say, you know, he didn't come out and he wasn't gushing over Kane, but uh, you know, he was saying that he, you know, acknowledges how, how great a player he is, and then laying it on to say that this is the place for you. I think so I quite but, like that, it. Yeah,
3: him. I, I liked it too. I, I thought it was really well measured. He, his answer for you know when when he's he was pitched that question to him. I thought, I thought he thought you really handled that really well, um, and, and I wonder from Kane's perspective is that this is a player he's had. Untold accolades already like in terms of his oh, like every, every game he seems to break records like uh, the, or he gets close to, like the, the, he's broken a record and 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 the next conversation is oh, this is the next record you have to break, and he breaks it, and he's had he's had so much so many accolades already that perhaps the greatest accolade that he could have is to become a one club man and become a legend and and I wonder. And uh, you know we say this as fans, and and we all hope he thinks this. But I wonder if he thinks that the 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 moniker of being the greatest ever Spurs player is worth more than joining Man City and and winning a league title. I, I don't. I, I'm not 100 percent sure if that's true, but I wonder if he, he his brain kind of processes that processes that in that fashion in the same way that fans of the club do. And I, I really hope so.
1: Because we we've got to um we've got to make the most of all the all the condiments that are on the on the negotiating table. And it's having Kane as a one club man, using that kind of language, that's that's one of that's the ketchup bottle, you know? And and he, Kane's a very kind of settled family man, isn't he? He's um he his family all live local to Spurs, he's got two daughters now, a son on the way. We need to kind of Manipulate him basically to stay, you know. Mm-hmm. The schools up in Manchester aren't great, Harry. They're much better down there. Yeah, that's what I said.
3: Joseph to Go to him. You said, Don't send your kid up there. Don't go up to Manchester because bad things happen to kids in, in Manchester. And, you know, just Ofsted
1: requires improvement. I, I, I
3: was going to go deeper than that and darker than that. But, but yeah, all right. Bad Ofsted reports. And, uh, you know, yes. <laughs> The economy ain't great in Spain. You don't really want to go there. And Italy, you know, they've got their history in World War Two where they were fascists. So you don't, you don't, <laughs> don't want to. You find where you are, Harry Kane. You know, you voted Brexit. You voted Brexit. You got it. What more do you want? That's that as first. <laughs> All right, uh, Skip, Wendy. I want to ask you about Skip's new contract 20, 2024 Now, um, he, he he's played a bit part role in our first team for the last. What was that, a couple of seasons really I think he, did he make his first start against Palace last season but it feels like the season before last because of the Covid stuff but uh like what what are you what like for, from my perspective I I think Skip I mean he's nowhere near as good as Winks um he's not going to break up play like the, the defensive midfielder that we hopefully buy What, what 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 is his ceiling at Tottenham or, or what what is his ceiling generally if he doesn't make it at Tottenham what I always like talking to you about that in, in terms of players, the prospects that, that we have and, and what you think their ceiling is in the football pyramid. I remember you talking about Pritchard um and, and saying that he'll be uh maybe a, a top half championship player. And that's pretty much where I mean he, he's played in the Premier League, but he he could probably do very well in the top half of the of the championships. Always like your opinion on this, Wendy. But where, where do you think Skip's career will go if he if he if he doesn't make it at Tottenham, what what level do you think he's at?
1: I think Skip is easily a Premier League player. I think he's 19, so he he turns 20 this year, but he's still really young. The problem is with Skip is much like has been a problem with many of our young players. He's just had nothing this, this season, so he's had a couple of hundred minutes of football at any level, and that's it, and that's that's not enough. He either needs to be playing... For our under 23s or 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 out on loan ideally which
3: one would that be would be out on loan right on
1: loan yeah yeah for sure and that was the most exciting thing of the contract announcement to me was Mourinho saying you know I could be I could continue to be selfish and keep skip around to use him in the last five minutes of matches every now and again but perhaps I need to not be selfish and send him out on loan and I think you know long term that is selfish as well because we would reap the benefits from that in a year's time it's just it's a bit of forward planning isn't it and and the thing is five minutes in the end of games is nothing no in terms of a trade-off for a player's future development you look at the way we've stalled walker peters's career to the point where he's now not far off 24 and he's only just starting to get you know proper minutes not for us uh we can't let that happen again we've we've got to use our assets we've got to make our assets work for us be that it be that them becoming spurs first team players or becoming worth a lot of money to sell on so that you can buy better first team players
3: okay fair enough we, we, we've got some questions we've been running on for, for long enough so we've got to get through the questions that people have dutifully sent in and I want to thank everybody for sending questions in because it makes uh tease life a lot easier when he's writing his po- writing these uh, podcasts uh, and and for the record, T writes the podcast every week and he's a legend for doing it and he's really pulled it out of the bag this week. Loads of fucking information in this uh, and I hadn't read it and I should. Um, but yeah, God, <laughs> God bless you, uh, T. I do. I've sent him a message saying I love him. So hopefully that's enough. Uh, Crossy says on Twitter, he says, so get this right. Horses have got logs, log, long heads, haven't they, Rick? Yeah. Yeah, they have, haven't they? Windy? Yeah, pretty long. Yeah, they've got massive, massive jaws and they're rapid. Stick a horse in in, <laughs> stick a horse in net, and it will take the whole thing up. Cross a ball to a horse, and I get on the end of it for sure. We ain't got a horse on the pitch; they can't even have it.
1: they they can't even have bullet. They'd be perfect for Jose's hoofball strategy.
3: Could you imagine if just Red Rum just turned up? <laughs> With Spur's shirt, he goes, I can't amble it. You can't give amble, regardless what happens. Whatever I do, whatever mental shit I do, if I knock people off the ball, just don't give amble. Anyway, uh, that wasn't a question. It was more of a statement, but I absolutely enjoyed it. Um,
4: what well, if, if you're allowed one animal, right? You're allowed one, like for next season, the Prem just goes mad. And you're allowed to have, instead of a player, you're you're, you're allowed an animal. Not to say that it's an animal that is going to deliberately hunt everyone down like a lion or a tiger. What What would you have?
3: I'd have a honey badger in midfield. <laughs> they're they're well vicious, mate. No, but that's what we need. We need someone to break up play. We need we need an animal that's good. Gonna... Yeah, that is. Do you know? Yeah, badgers. Um, yeah, badgers are bigger. Yeah, yeah. No, that's good. That's the, a good the, shout, Actually,
1: the, the problem is they wouldn't just break up your opposition play; they'd break up your play as well.
3: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, if, if if anyone doesn't know what a fucking badass animal the honey badger is, go on YouTube. There's some amazing stuff. These things fucking they'll they'll, they'll go at a. A pack of a pride of lions if it means getting a like stopping the lions from eating a dustbin or something like that they, they bite their heads off snakes do they do that and suck yeah. out their insides is that true yeah that is true that's what yeah. we need we need defensive midfielder who's committed to that <laughs> like, you imagine if hoiberg how do you pronounce it windy kui right Huy-bier. Imagine, imagine if kui came in First thing he did, like, they they, 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 you know, when you sign a new player, get up on the chair and sing a song, like, all oh, that fucking cliche bollocks. He was like, I ain't, I ain't fucking doing that. I'm here to destroy midfields. I'm here to break up attacks. I'm here to break Patrick, Patrick Bamian's Aubameyang, legs. Yeah? <laughs> Fuck a is This is what he's saying. Fuck a lacazette. Yeah? Fuck a is That's what I'm here for. And he just picks up a cobra that he's brought in, legally smuggled from India. <laughs> and, and he picks up and he just fucking bites his head off, drinks his blood, blood, blood and, and then just goes, Mikel Arteta ain't shit. That's, that's that's the kind of defensive midfielder I want. Yeah, same, same. Right. Sold. Good. Uh, uh, Cole Totter of 23 on Le- Twitter, he says, Levy finds out that the only way to pay for the stadium loan for the next year is to sell off most of the squad. In order to make do, he will sell all but two of the, u- the usual starting and squad players. And replace them with youths and freeze. Who do you keep to maximise enjoyment for next season? I mean there'd be very little enjoyment next season if that happened, but if you had to <laughs> you had to keep two players from the starting lineup, Wendy, who would you take?
1: Oh You gotta think strategically, haven't you, where what's gonna cause the most damage? Well Harry Kane's got to keep him, right? So that's we all agreed on that. Yeah. Well well the thing Ooh. is our best Ooh. youth player is Troy Parrott. So you could probably get away with getting rid of Harry Kane because Shit. you've got Troy Parrot up front.
4: Yes, gone. Yes, yeah, so, yeah, that's a like for like swap. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> so you keep Sonny to provide the goods for Parrot, and then keep Alderweireld because he's an absolute rock at the back.
2: Mm.
3: On Troy Parrot, just just to dismiss the question for a second, what what what's your opinions on
1: what what's happening there? He's brilliant, but clearly his um, his mentality isn't right yet. Uh, you, presumably, you saw all the stuff about him, like putting Hitting his balls, putting the his part. balls in someone's face, and videoing it. Balls in
3: someone's face. I like that. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah. That's the right kind of energy. <laughs> <And> <laughs> ball, then... Balls in the net, balls in the face. It's all good. <laughs>
1: yeah,
3: yeah, but that, that, that doesn't sound great. That doesn't sound great.
1: It wasn't great, and then he was obviously. Was it in Dubai? I think he was. Photographed in Dubai a few times when he, people saying, you know, he should be training, but he's out partying. Which I don't know. I'm Not sure if I fully agree with that, but uh, yeah, there's definitely question marks about his um, mentality. Again, I think he in this this season. He needed to be on loan. Yeah, I, f- got, I think if, next season he needs to be on loan as well. If he's
3: got a mentality problem, then send him on loan to Rotherham or Real men. Swindon. Or some god-awful place <laughs> that's really shit. There's no, like you can't party in Swindon. I've been to Swindon. There's, <laughs> there's nothing to party. Uh, yeah, I've been to Swindon.
4: Yeah, you, you're fucked, mate. You you're can't.
3: Fucked. You can't walk through Swindon city centre without tripping out, tripping over the amount of fingers that are f- scraping along the floor. <laughs> it's that kind of town. <laughs> yeah, the, the women have longer arms than the men in Swindon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There are children, there are toddlers falling over by the size of their own foreheads. The wind, that's where we need to send Troy Parrot. It, again, if any, any brands listen to this, want to sponsor the podcast, that would be great. <laughs> Wendy, no comment on that, no? Not so much. Fair enough. It doesn't. This doesn't affect the extra inch, right? <laughs> all right? It's just me and my lifestyle that this affects. I've had a glass of wine, you probably noticed. <laughs> uh, all right, I've got another question. Um, THFC 1983 says, Not really a question as such, but oh, good. Uh, but would like to hear your chap's views on why we haven't reached an FA Cup in nearly 30 years. That lot down the road have reached 10, and lesser clubs have got there in that time, depressing my view. Yeah, well, can, you, can you explain, Ricky, why, why we haven't been able to enjoy that day out? Not once in, in, in yeah since 1991. It seems bizarre.
4: I think um, I'm fairly certain I've attended five FA Cup semi finals and we've lost all of them. Yeah. Um, I can't tell you how much of, like, when I was a kid and I'd watch the FA Cup final and the whole thing in the morning, like, the, the whole channel is reserved for FA Cup day. And it'd go to towns and communities and this and that and the other, and I just wanted to be a part of that. And go and then sit like growing up, and thinking one day I'm going to get to go to an FA Cup final. I'm 37 and I've never been to an FA Cup final, and it is <laughs> a travesty.
3: Yeah,
4: I cannot believe it. I, and them lot, they've been to what, like 10? About 10. It's why well, it's just. I mean, come on, fuck off. Like, ah, uh, yeah. I, can you? I, I can don't,
3: you... I, have you got a more, less emotional response to that, Wendy, in, in terms of why we might not have reached that final game in the FA Cup?
1: I think we have not prioritised the FA Cup very much, and so we've been knocked out at early rounds. But then when we have made it through, we've generally played sides that are that essentially have more resources than us, so they've probably got better players than us. The one that stands out, though, is Portsmouth. Portsmouth. Yeah, like that was... I was there. That was an absolute travesty. Michael Dawson dark. slipped. To, I think yeah. On scored when Dawson slipped. Uh,
3: George uh, Prince-Boateng scored. Kevin, Kevin Prince-Boateng yeah, scored prince, a penalty. Who
1: the fuck's George? <laughs> George Boateng was a player. but yeah. uh, <laughs>
3: Just does that prince in the poor. middle name. <laughs> anyway yeah, yeah Kevin guess, that
1: that was a that was one we should have definitely um towards <laughs> of that day yeah I mean we were the better t- we like we weren't the better on the day, but we were the better team of the two teams do you
3: know do you know who I, I remember that and this is very early on in my drug taking days and um i like that the the drug of choice on that day was uh, copious amounts of high quality cocaine and um i I remember not being that bothered. <laughs> until it all wore off about 10 o'clock at night and just crying my eyes out <laughs> don't do drugs kids uh... okay yeah fair enough I, d- I, I just think it's like we're unlucky and that's what it is that's what I put it down to we should have had more proper FA Cup runs or, or at least like featured in in, in in the FA Cup final and and maybe like we did this podcast quite controversial podcast with Sava from um, a Spursy podcast and he talked about his frustrations with Daniel Levy and and his issues with it and i i didn't agree with hardly anything he said to be to be fair but it was interesting to listen to someone who's was hypercritical of Levy and Levy and, and and one of the biggest potential to potential uh, symptoms of their of their uh, stewardship over the club was the fact that we've never really challenged for these trophies that we could have had a a foot in uh, it just hasn't happened and it has happened for other clubs uh, of you know in, in the last 5 or 6 years we've been on the same standing as Chelsea Arsenal uh Liverpool and 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 all of them have have gone further in these cup competitions and closer <laughs> to glory than than we have uh so it is a little bit of frustration harder to ha- harder to explain uh, the final question of the podcast from Nick Sharp he says a couple of years ago the question was who is more important Kane or Poch the answer on the pod was resoundingly Poch so fast forward to today would you still swap Kane out to have Potch back? If not, what has changed? I mean, this has been at the start of the podcast. When- yeah, that's that's a
4: that's a that's a deep that's a deep question. <laughs> Great question. Yeah, it is. Let's
3: throw to Windy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I think I might have been on the podcast when this was asked, and I think I actually chose uh, that Kane is more important. I think that was my response. I think you know potch was amazing and we had a wonderful four years with him but as we were describing earlier kane is kane is everything kane as a sort of club talisman that's come through the ranks that has made people like you say he'll never be a a premier league player and then scored 20 goals a season every season since.
3: Yeah, I appreciate how bad I was uh, that. that, I don't (laughs) need to say that, really.
1: Playing for England, scoring his debut, captaining England, leading England to a World Cup, uh, being like one of the greatest professionals in the modern game, being our captain on occasion, scoring countless goals against Arsenal... The mask moment, tearing off the mask in celebration. I mean, he's, managers, managers he's can't everything. give us
3: that, can they? They can't give us what happens on the pitch.
1: Yeah, it's it's really difficult to have a connection to a manager like we'll have forever with Harry Kane.
3: Great, great answer. Mm. And and, and uh, like every kind of sensible element in my uh, every sensible fibre in my body says that the manager is the most important thing. He has the overall of uh, overall vision. And you always go, like, even now, despite knowing everything you've just said and believing what you've just said, Wendy. even now, if someone said it, Kane somehow wanted out of the club and it was a battle of wills between the manager and, and, and our talisman, talismanic centre forward, even now, on a principal level, I'd say, where well, the manager has to have the final say... But perhaps that's bullshit. Perhaps, perhaps a player is a player like him, a player as influential as he is, is the most important thing because he carries through to the next manager who can perhaps get the best out of him and can single-handedly lead a side as he has done, and and benefited from the tactics and benefited from Pochettino and Mourinho's love of him. But it's, it's still his work uh, work ethic and and his skill on the pitch and his. He's um, his drive and 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 his his ability to finish the ball, where other lesser strikers could never. That maybe some players are more important than whatever manager that comes in. It just goes against what everything you've been taught, or I have been taught about football. Whereas the manager is the be all and end all. And you. Trust.
1: Sorry mate. Uh, no, I think it comes back to this point about what's the most important thing in football to you is it just about winning things if, if the most important thing to you in football is winning trophies then having the right manager be that Jose Mourinho or whoever is the most important thing probably because if you if you think that Jose Mourinho is going to win you a trophy you want him to be at the club more than anything else so that he wins you that trophy or the succession of trophies or whatever but if you watch football for reasons of emotion and connection and entertainment and enjoyment, then you don't necessarily go that way. You, you choose Kane. You choose the player that is the Roy of the Rovers, personified. He's, he's everything that's good about being a football fan and, and watching a player rise from nothing to, as I said earlier, I think the greatest player in our club's history. That is fo- That is the whole purpose of football, isn't it? Yeah. Because we're enjoying that together. Yeah, for with sure. With him.
3: Yeah. Uh, I want both. <laughs> Get
4: want it all. Greedy Ricky. I, I'm a gluttonous pig.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you, you want a dick hand of funny.
4: <laughs> yeah,
3: for sure. <laughs> All right, I think on that note we'll we'll end it. But um, this has been a, a really enjoyable podcast, and thank you, Wendy, and thanks, Ricky, for for coming on and, and uh, making it um, what it what it was. Uh, this has been the fighting Cock, and uh, yeah, uh, hopefully Spurs go on to beat Crystal Palace next week, and obviously we'll be here to review it. and, and Until then, we'll see you soon. Nice have the Spurs, Wendy. You supposed to say something?
1: Come on, Spurs.
3: Goodness. Well done. <laughs>
1: Cock, 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 cock,
0: cock, cock, cock,
4: cock, 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 Wanna come and run it but it's funny like a dummy in the bummy of your mommy Fight in car can we don't give a shit Everybody knows flat face and prick. We can get a sticky in the mini suckin willy really. When you get a grilly yeah you gonna bang the million
2: really. right.